0: Hello, and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect, a podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Carrie Price, and today we are in the book of Ephesians. We will be taking a closer look at chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And this prayer by Paul to the Ephesians is kind of smack. Dab in the middle of the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing this letter from a Roman prison cell, and he starts off the book of Ephesians by rejoicing and praising God for the situation that he's in, and he uh, begins by laying out the whole gospel story. So he's thankful to God for who he is, and he's telling the Ephesians the The basics of the faith, the the good news. And he starts off by saying that um, that we are adopted, that we are redeemed, that we are forgiven because of Christ's death and resurrection. And we've talked about uh, in the book of Romans, what it means to be adopted. And he's telling the Ephesians, you know that's the good news. We've been adopted, we've been redeemed. We've been forgiven because of Christ's death and resurrection. And he also reminds them in Ephesians that they were once dead in their sins, but that God in his mercy brought them back to life, life with Christ by God's grace, which is a gift. And as he shares the good news with the Ephesians, and he reminds them of where they've come from and how they got here, he is building a case for... um, that God did all of this because he loves them, because he loves us. And he doesn't just end by saying, like, look at all of this. Look at the good news that God did for you because he loves you. But he says, I'm going to cement this in you by praying for you. And the the end of chapter three is this beautiful prayer by Paul for the Ephesians and for us that, that takes, where he takes what he wants the Ephesians to know, that God loves them, but he doesn't just want them to know that God loves them, but he wants them to be completely filled with that love that God has for them. And so he says to them, he says um, that he's on his knees for them crying out to God on their behalf. And he tells them, don't worry about me and my suffering. I'm crying out to God for you. I'm crying out to the Father for who every family is named. Every family, not just the families that are Jewish by descent, but also the Gentiles, every family. And why is he crying out to them? Like I said, because he wants the Ephesians to be filled With the fullness of God. And as we look back, what he really wants them to be full of is this love of Christ, not just the knowledge of it, but a fulfilling of it. And Paul says, I hope you can comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it. And when I think of those words, my geometry brain comes into play and says, Oh, um, that's volume, but there's there's like too many descriptors of it, you know, like base times height times width, but he adds in this depth as well. and And so I think, okay, he wants them to be full like a like a like a bucket of water full. But then I also think, well, that doesn't quite do it justice. So the next image that comes to mind when I think of this fullness is of the Grand Canyon. And Joel and I took a family road trip in 2011 to the Grand Canyon. We were homeschooling at the time, and we decided it would be fun at the beginning of September to take the kids to Disneyland. And then we would just swing over, hit the Grand Canyon, and and head back that way on the way home. And the kids at the time were 11, 9, 6, and 4, And of course, Disneyland was a blast. September is definitely the time to go if you want to get in as many rides and as many attractions as possible. And so um, after Disney, we headed over to the Grand Canyon. And as we got closer, Joel and I filled with dread at the thought of trying to contain our rambunctious four-year-old at the edge of a massive hole in the ground. And as we got closer, it was even bigger than I could have imagined. And that night, we watched the sunset, and we didn't lose Jack. And then we came back the next day because Joel wanted to hike for a little bit with the girls and his parents. And we didn't have a lot of time, but we had a little bit of time. And so they hiked, and while they did that, I hung on to Jack with a death grip and took some photos of them. And when the hikers got back and saw the photos that I had taken from my vantage point, they said, oh, it sure felt like we were a lot further down than that. But in reality, they had hardly scratched the surface in descending into the depths of the canyon. And I think that's what Paul's saying with um, the Ephesians and with us too. You know, this applies to us. He's saying, you don't even like no you might know in your mind that that God loves you that Jesus loves you but you don't even know how much he loves you and he's like i need you to feel the fullness of God's love and we we know full and empty we i don't know about you but i face that battle in my car often like how empty is empty enough before i need to fill up the car or maybe you're hungry and you're like, oh, I know, I'll just snack. I'll nibble on maybe a charcuterie board and have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Where in reality, what we need is a full meal to fill us up to really feel nourished and satiated. We need a steak and some potatoes and some broccoli and and maybe you know some fruit for dessert to fully fill ourselves up. And I think that's in this world that it's a charcuterie board. People are empty and they're desperately hungry and they're snacking. They're snacking on a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And at the end of the day, they're empty and they don't they don't feel full and they continue to grasp and they continue to snack and they grab a bag of chips and they grab a soda and they grab candy and it's not filling them up. And that's what Paul's saying to the Ephesians. Like I need you to know the fullness of God, the fullness of the love he has for you. And he says, you know, that, that I pray you would really know the depth and the length and the height and the width of it. and um, But how can we possibly know this? Like what's, what's the trick then? And Paul says that it's through the power of his spirit in your inner being that as Christ dwells in our heart through faith, that we may be grounded and rooted in his love. And I love that metaphor about being grounded and rooted. And I think about the big, huge, tall evergreens in our back that bend and sway in the wind, but hold fast because of their roots. And they hold fast because there's many of them too. As they live in community, they're grounded and rooted. And that's what Paul wants for us, to be rooted in Christ's love. And this strengthens us. Why? So that we can be full and and that we can stop snacking on the things that leave us empty of this world and you know i don't just mean food right that that we're we're grasping at anything a career social media vacations um uh money you know, the things our kids do, you name it. We're grasping at any of these things so that we can feel full at the end of the day. And not only does Paul want us to feel full for our sake because we desperately need it, but because our world desperately needs it and our neighbors need it. And they need to know that there's more to this life than meets the eye, that the lies and the distractions of the enemy aren't as good as it gets, that we belong to a family whose head is God himself, and that he loves us. He adopted us. He redeemed us. He's forgiven us. He died for us. He restored us. And he's preparing a place for us. And most of all, he loves us. Like Grand Canyon size, loves us. And that by knowing this deep love in our being, that we bring glory to Jesus throughout all generations. So I want to finish today by just praying over you the same prayer that Paul prayed over the Ephesians. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.